What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Georgia. Peaches. Not everything was peachy keen, Jelly Bean, for the Phoenix Suns tonight as they went to Atlanta and lost 129 to 120. What is it about Atlanta? Seriously, I think it's like the 10th consecutive game the Suns have lost in Atlanta. I don't know what it is. It's something in the air. Something in the orange tells me that it's not done. But the Phoenix Suns lose there now 3-3 three and three on their road trip with one game left to go on this long, 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 long seven-game road trip, which will commence in Washington, D.C. on Sunday. So we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this loss to the Hawks and why the Suns sometimes just don't know how to play defense. And Matthew's not here tonight. Uh, he had one too many peach schnapps in preparation for playing against the team from the Peach State, the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm joined by the man who, well, you know, it has to do with the Phoenix Suns. He's going to make a video about it. You know who it is. Give it up for <laughs> Suns Geek. What is up, my brother? I don't know which point, camera to point to. <laughs> How you doing, man? Thank you so much for inviting me on and ready to talk about this really frustrating loss, man. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I think that going into it, there's an expectation of winning. You just played well against a team in the Brooklyn Nets who – aren't really big on the interior, have some wing players, but are a little discombobulated on defense. And now you're playing a team that has like the 29th worst defense in the NBA. And you're like, okay, we just need to outscore them. Even if we suck on defense, we can do that. And then the sun sucked on defense. And it was just kind of one of those weird games going back to the fact that we just can't win in Atlanta for some reason. Yeah. A hundred percent with you, man. Don't get it. Don't get it, but we'll try to get it here on the Suns Jam Session slash Suns Geek mashup if you're watching on YouTube. So if, like you are on the, if you're on, if you're mashing it up on the tube, hit Hulk <laughs> smash that thumbs up button. Subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening to the podcast at another date or time, please head over to the Apple site. He has five stars, write a review. Uh, there are a couple new reviews, but I'll wait till Matthew's back to read those. So uh, everybody, I, I know that it's Friday night. You're probably going to want to pop them if you got them. So let's pop them. I got this... Uh, Peach Schnapps IPA, uh, straight from Georgia ATL. What are you drinking there, Geek? Well, last time I was on the pod with Matthew, I said I wasn't going to drink until uh, trade deadline slash Super Bowl weekend. But you know what? I needed a beer today, so I Let's actually go. got a beer for once. And it is a good old Cora's Light. There you go. I need one after today, yes, man. I know you're them. there with me too, bro. Crack them if you got them, <laughs> Suns fans. We're cracking them with you. And uh, let's talk, like Suns Geek said, about a frustrating loss at the hands of the Atlanta Hawks. Cheers. Once again, lose against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, which, of course, brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. 
You're not Matthew. You're Brandon. You're the Suns geek. But I got to ask you, what is it with Atlanta? Why can't we win in Atlanta? I have no clue, man. Maybe it's just a, a string of bad luck, if you will. Maybe it's just like the wrong place, the wrong time every time we go there. <clears throat> but that's got to be some kind of bad Suns record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it just makes zero sense, especially since we've been contenders for what, the last three years? And this record is dating back how far again? You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. It's and that, that might even be an NBA record. I don't remember the last time a team hasn't won in a certain state against that team, you know, and, and however long it's been. It's just frustrating. That that just goes goes along with how frustrating tonight was. I will say this though, this loss wasn't as frustrating as the Orlando one, which I was Great. live on both channels, Suns Jam and Suns Geek channels, and I was ranting and venting the whole time with our good friend Matthew Lissy. But uh, this one was definitely one of those ones where they should be kicking themselves after. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Ten consecutive losses in Atlanta. This is an Eastern Conference team. So you only see them once a year in their exactly. home arena. So it's been since like 2013 since they've won there. Uh, maybe 14. I don't know how the math works out. But it's been <laughs> a long, long time. And I, I don't know what it is about Atlanta either. There's something in it. That just doesn't make sense. Now, they mentioned on the broadcast that obviously the Atlanta Hawks is who we played just after the trade deadline last year after we gutted our team for Kevin Durant. So therefore, it made sense that we didn't win there last year because we were vastly undermanned. And everybody loses on trade deadline day. Yes. Yes. So it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting scenario that we face tonight because the Suns were fighting an uphill battle the majority of the game. Uh, got down by 11 in the first half, fought back, and we're constantly, there was 13 ties, nine lead changes in this game, but the Suns just couldn't win it in the fourth again. And it comes down to the same old adage that we have with the Suns. It's th- their ball security in the fourth quarter just becomes, somebody said the Suns are booty juice. I like that. Uh, not that the Suns are booty juice. Yeah, Coda Kid says Suns are pure booty juice. The Suns are pure <laughs> booty juice in the fourth quarter. Yes. So tonight in the fourth quarter, eight turnovers. Eight led to 12 points. There you go. Ball That's game a, right there. Yeah, and we only gave, we, they, we got outscored by four points in that third quarter, or I'm sorry, that fourth quarter, but we entered down five. So we we forced five turnovers but we scored zero points off of them. And if you look at the totality of the game, the Suns, 17 points, 21, or yeah, 17 turnovers led to 21 points for the Hawks. And conversely, they only had 10, and we only scored five off those turnovers. So in my opinion, it's as simple as that. We'll delve down a couple little avenues of, I wouldn't say the blame game, just kind of like what's going on there game. But at the end of the day, I think it's that simple. Yeah. Is it not? Am I missing something? Because a lot, I see a lot of the jamsters, a lot of the geek squad are in the chat, and they're saying that it's the defense, and we need to fire the coaching staff. <laughs> the defense needs to go, and this, that, the other. Is it as simple as the turnovers, or is there something I'm missing? Everybody panic. Everyone hit the panic button. Season's over. Blow it up. Trade everyone at that. No, I'm just kidding. Trade deadlines no. like a week away. Make it happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Blow it up. You know, let's just start over, start fresh. But no, in all seriousness, 
you know, it, it, it's more than a numbers game, even though I do like my numbers and I like my stats and facts, but it's like, John, you've played basketball. I've played basketball. Even if you just go play basketball in the park, if you turn the ball over, the other team is going to win. And I have been so like salty and bitter about the way we have turned the ball over since like the beginning of the season, which is why when I did the last Suns podcast with you guys, when Matt Matthew was there, I was bitching and ranting about the turnovers, excuse my language, but I was pissed off, man. How many did we have in this game? And how many did we have in the fourth quarter? It is unacceptable. Frank Vogel should be screaming at them in the locker room. And I'm serious, man. Like that is just absolutely terrible. And again, Put the numbers aside. If you literally hand them the basketball in any game at any level of basketball, I don't even care if it's like fifth graders playing out there. The other team is probably going to win, man. It really is that simple. Sometimes basketball can be a little tough to analyze and break down, but this was just one of those simple games, man, and the numbers are right in front of you. Yeah, there's a couple things that consistently will shoot you in the foot turnovers being the primary and the others when you get a, give up a lot of uh, offensive rebounds and second that too <clears throat> two things are just crippling it's like in football if you throw an interception and, and you lose the turnover battle the odds are not in your favor and that's how it goes tonight now Stephen Elliott says in the chat no ball handler equals turnovers it isn't yep uh but but I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I read that and and you know Correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, watching, and thank you for your support. Uh, you're, it, it's going back to the we need a point guard conversation. That's what that's kind of saying, in my humble opinion. And I'm not sure if that's necessarily true because you look at the numbers and you look at the performance when the team wins. Nobody's sitting there saying, well, oh, uh, we need a point guard. When we're going out, we're beating the Nets by 16 points, right? No, we held on to the ball. It's not the fact that it's it's Devin Booker turning the ball over with such regularity. You know, tonight, Kevin Durant turned the ball over four times. Grayson Allen turned it over two times. Devin Booker had two times. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic had one. Eric Gordon had two. Bradley Beal, yeah, he had four. But it's it's not one guy who's turning the ball over. It's not like you have this issue where one guy's consistently turning it over because he's the one who should be facilitating and he's not doing a good job of it it's a team effort of bad ball handling at times and the Suns, it comes at inopportune times it's the fourth fucking quarter yeah and uh, you know i was doing some quick math there and you're gonna you know i'm bad at math and everything but uh, i believe our starting five had 29 assists compared to maybe like 12 turnovers or something like that so it's You know, I'll take it. And, you know, we could probably have our own podcast and an hour long podcast about do the Suns need a point guard? Like, I just made a video about it today, shameless plug, talking about the Miles Bridges, Tyus Jones rumors and all that. And it's like, if this team truly does believe that Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, who, by the way, had 10 assists tonight, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. uh, If they truly do believe that those three can be our point guards, then I am all for it. But it is kind of just how you broke it down. It's like, Turnovers at the wrong times, maybe maybe being a little too self, like unselfish, if you will, mm-hmm. at certain times. Uh, you know, floor spacing is really important. You know what I mean? And just again, it's just one of those rough nights. And it's like I said, man, if you just if you turn the ball over, the other team's going to be in the ball game, man. It's just 
one of those losses where the Suns should be kicking themselves. Yes. But hey, I mean, it, at least with the starting five, 29 to 12 or whatever in terms of assists and turnovers, not too bad. But yeah, it, those it, turnovers it, in the fourth were costly. The the standard, if you will, like the industry standard for mm-hmm. tur- assist to turnover ratio, you want to be between two, two and a half. Yeah. Right. Like that's where you want to kind of live. If if you're under two and a half or two, if you're like a one point five assist to turnover ratio, that essentially means for every assist you make, every assist and a half you make, you turn the ball over once. Yeah. You go and you look at some of the great point guards, and they're three to three to one, four to one, or you know that's when you start to get into yep. to some outliers. As a team, two to one isn't bad. Uh, I like what the O, uh, what the QC says in the chat. He says turnovers are lazy. Don't act disappointed when you over and over decide to do lazy things like that. It's what's going to happen. That's what my concern is. It's not the lack of a facilitator. It's not the lack of a true point guard. It's a lack of focus. And we've seen this off and on with the Suns. And unfortunately, we when it happens, it seems to happen in the fourth quarter. It's not because there's not anyone out there to facilitate. Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant started the fourth quarter with Devin Booker on the bench exactly. uh, with, with four fouls. And he came back with about nine minutes left because – the Suns were down nine at that point. They needed him out there, not set, not so much from a facilitation standpoint, but from an offensive standpoint. It's lazy passes. It's doing those things where you're throwing the ball out of bounds. It's it's inbounding the ball and allowing pressure to dictate, uh, letting the opposition to dictate the pressure that that creates turnovers. That's what's the frustrating thing. And and believe you me, and you know this, Suns geek, opposing teams send scouts ahead two to three games ahead. So that's to say the Hawks scout most likely was at the Miami game and definitely was at the Orlando game. And guess what he saw in the Orlando game? Play physical with the Suns, (laughs) push them off their spots, play them three-quarter to full court at times. They will make mistakes. If you play the Suns three-quarters to to full court press seven times in a game, you're going to get two to three turnovers out of that. You're going to get extra possessions. That's what ha- that's the scouting report that the Phoenix Suns have put out into the ether due to their lack of focus in the way that they play in the fourth quarter. A hundred and ten percent, man. And also those scouts probably told, you know, the team at whatever, get the crowd behind them too, because I'll kind of get the Phoenix Suns to call a little panic timeout and everything. But you're absolutely right, man. Just I mean, how many times do we see tonight and really all season long where guys can just, you know, walk into the rim, just just casually stroll to the rim and score easily like that? Just so many defensive breakdowns tonight, especially, again, when players were driving to the rim. And again, man, I cannot talk enough about those turnovers, man. That, that's just what absolutely killed us. And it's just frustrating, man, because I, I saw your description in the Suns jam. You said, you know, the Hawks have been struggling. Can we keep them down? Yep. Again, it's just, I just kind of feel like we were sort of like there were probably some things that should have swung our way, especially those three points that were taken away from us. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's why we lost the game, but it, it was just one of those things like Trey Young got snubbed to be an all-star. He definitely should be an all-star. And he's like, oh, I'll just let it out on the Phoenix Suns. Yep. And the Atlanta Hawks is a team. You know, they had a lot of players contributing tonight as well. And again, it's just one of those frustrating losses where should be where should we should be kicking themselves, man. Maybe the Suns need a little bit of a better scouting department as well because uh, too many losses like this tonight. Well, some fun statistics for you, uh, everybody, and uh, in honor of my late great friend. Ooh, dang, stat me, stat me, Dave. Uh, the Suns now are a negative one seventy-five in the fourth quarter cumulative on the season that's last in the league. So here's a question for you. 
Okay. The Suns are a negative 175 in the fourth. Now, granted, they were only outscored by what, like four points in the fourth uh, yeah. tonight. So not, not like a huge chasm, but you it know, was, I, it wasn't I, like it was a blowout or anything. Exactly. But uh, I'm looking at the statistic <clears> and, you know, Jamsters and Geek Squad, I'll let you guys kind of play this little trivia game in the in the chat as well. And if you're listening to the podcast, shout out your answer. I hope you're standing in line at Albertsons <laughs> and you're getting some ground turkey and some tortillas and mm. and you're going to make some turkey tacos. And that's your game plan. Sounds really uh, good, actually. <laughs> and you got your AirPods in and you're standing in line and I'm going to ask a question and I hope that you just say the answer and somebody's going to be like, what the rain man's going on over there? That guy's just yelling numbers. So it's a number. What is the difference between the Suns, again, negative 175, last in the league in plus minus in the fourth quarter, and the Heat, who are number 29 in plus minus in the fourth quarter? What's that difference? How many more points have the Suns given up than the Miami Heat in the fourth quarter cumulatively on the season? Can I answer that? But of course, <laughs> but of course. 12? 12. So you're I don't saying know why. I'm so you're saying 12. they're a negative 163, we're a negative 165. Or 175, I'm sorry. I think so. I mean, you know, numbers and math aren't my strongest suit. It's like, why am I covering basketball if that's the case? But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the sticking di- to that answer. The difference is 55 points. Oh, God, I was way off. Yeah, the Miami Heat are a negative 120. So the Suns are bad. In the, fourth. the Pistons are third worst in the league at a negative 108. And then the chasm between 28 and 27, right? The Pistons to the Hornets, the Hornets are a negative 63. So the Suns are 112 points. Worse than the I didn't 20- think it was that just, drastically big. I, I I don't know why I was like hovering over the 10, 12 because number. because you don't think because over yeah. a long enough period of time with the Suns now playing forty nine games, you think that hey, it's not going to be that big of a difference. Exactly, but it is. The Suns have the second most turnovers in the fourth quarter. The team that has the most turnovers is the Utah Jazz, and they've played one more game than us. They have two more turnovers than the Suns do in the fourth quarter. We have 198 turnovers. We average the most in the league, four plus turnovers. And in you the mentioned quarter. the Pistons are like better than us in that category. Yes. Oh yes. my God. That's how you know it's bad. Easily. Because <laughs> they're the so, worst team in the league. <laughs> you know, so again, it's it's these are the factors when the losses happen. But again, and I talked about this earlier in the season. This is why I'm not sitting here pounding my fist at these statistics and being like, you know, what the actual F is going on? We're 28 and 21, right? So it's not like we're a team that's seven games under 500 and this is a primary factor. We're 28 and we're 21. We're the sixth seed currently in the Western Conference, which is not the play-in. And turnovers are correctable with the talent that is on this team. Preach. But we have to correct it, and we have time to correct it, but some semblance of focus has to come in. And Frank Vogel can sit there and talk to these guys and try to coach them up as much as he can, but he's not the one on the court committing the turnovers. He's not putting them in a position to make turnovers. He's not the one who's committing lazy passes. Eight turnovers in the, in the, in the fourth quarter tonight. Eight turnovers. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Yeah. I'd I don't know. <laughs> There's not much to say there. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I do see a lot of people dogging Brad Beal in the chat. So let's talk yeah. about Beal. And she said, you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley. Bo, bo. So Bradley Beal tonight, yes, off night, 14 points, 5 of 16 from the field. So 16 field goals to make 14 points. That's not good. Led the team in assists, and he had the four turnovers. But the statistic that I see a lot of Jamsters and Geek Squadians stating is the fact that he was 0 of 7 from beyond the arc. Are you concerned in any way, shape, or form? Eh, well, not really. Like, yeah, the 0 for 7 is definitely bad. And, you know, I don't know what his career three-point percentage is. And even where he was struggling even to make some mid-range shots. But I'm going to kind of be the biased homer here and kind of defend Bradley Beal because there were a few good moments out there. Like when he had that like and one drive where he like laid it up against Clint Capella and everything. And I guess the reason I'm being a biased homer here is because they were talking about talking about it on the broadcast. Not only does he already have a broken nose and has been playing with a face mask, which has clearly been bugging him, Suns fans, but he got whacked by Onyeka Okongwu, if I pronounced that correctly. And that did look like a whack and everything. So he probably rebroke his nose again. And it's like, I don't care if you're the biggest Bradley Beal hater or lover. It's like, you go put on a mask and go out there and play and try getting hit in the nose and having to play out there. It's like, and again, that neither here nor there with the bad shooting and everything, but it's like, I don't know. I'm going to be the biased homer. Not too concerned but maybe I'll be a little more concerned if he struggles again, especially playing against the Wizards, you know, the homecoming reunion and everything. And clearly they're one of the worst teams in the league as well. If he struggles, then Ooh. maybe I'll be a little concerned tonight. I'm going to be the biased homer, try to be a little optimistic here and say, I'm not too worried. What game did he injure his, did he get whacked? It was against the Pacers. The Pacers, the Pacers Miles Turner. Yeah, kind of. That's yeah. right. So he came back in that game. He was 0 of 5 from beyond the arc. Yeah. Then the next game, he was 0 of 5 from beyond the arc. And then he was 2 of 9 against Miami. He was 1 of 3 against Brooklyn. And then again tonight, he was 0 of 7. This is all from three-point range, right? All from three-point okay. range. So he is... So, yeah, maybe I should be three, panicking. <laughs> 3 of 10, 17, 20, 29. He's 3 of 29. He's 10%. 3 of 29. Since he got whacked in the face, I'm blaming the mask, man. So, like I said, I'm blaming. That's the mask. where I'm agreeing with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking out, right? And and Saul has it. He says, "Hey, he's averaging 34 percent from beyond the arc over the last five years." Yeah. Okay. Um, 
he's playing with a mask. He's got a broken nose. He's got he's as you mentioned, a Kong Wu smacked him in the face today, and they're shoving gauze. I don't know about you, but if you have you ever stuffed you know tampons up your nose and then try to run up and down a court no. <laughs> you're not going to be able to breathe so there's aspects of the game that are not going to be as natural because you're worrying and thinking about other things so is it disappointing to see him go over seven absolutely it is you want to see bradley beal who was wide open on a lot of those plays you want to see him knock down those shots but ultimately since he's had the mask put on his face whether it not even put on his face since his nose was fucking busted by miles turner the dude is three of 29 from beyond the arc that's pretty bad that's not good <laughs> and i'm guessing there's a correlation there and that's why i'm not freaking out because there's a co- this isn't a lack of talent this isn't a lack of ability this is pure and simple the fact that he is uh hurting since that mask has been put on and just hasn't been able to hit a shot and he's probably in his own head a little bit so also too sorry to interrupt you Please. our good our good friend flex from jersey had a tweet too like it, it's a make or miss league and if bradley beal was even shooting 25 percent or better than 10 percent, as you mentioned we probably win this game by at least five pretty much that's all i wanted to say like if oh, he's yeah. just hitting just because you mentioned you, you had a great stat right there with all the last few games and everything how bad he's been but in this particular game if he's at least making a little couple more of those shots or this, and the win. same thing against the Pacers, right? Yeah. We lose to two points on the Pacers. He goes, Oh, five in that fourth quarter. Exactly. Right. He because again, one of those basketball shots. is simple. It really is that simple to break yeah. it down, especially in games like this. Agreed. Completely agreed. I want to get to a couple of super chats real quick. The QC 499 right there. says it's cheap to say, I'd be glad to see a loss and learn than escape with the win but there may be some good and exposing issues when, uh, but when do the change, when do the changes come? And that's what we're kind of waiting on. And the changes have come. Think back to when the, the Clippers game at the beginning of the year, we were really lost. We ran off seven in a row. Then we lost a couple games. Then we won two. Then we lost. I mean, it's just welcome to the NBA. Everybody is the yep. team frustrating. Yeah. Every end, every fan base is going exactly. You are not alone. <laughs> Uh, I want to David in the chat at dollar ninety nine says love the show. Where's our G League team? I think that's next year. We're gonna get that G League team. Matt Ishby has been talking. Low about key it. can't wait for that. By the way, yeah, I, do too. <laughs> I I love it. I just like having a feeder system. It just makes sense to me. All right, we got to talk about Kevin Durant. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. 35 points for number 35 tonight, 14 of 24 from the field, including five of nine from beyond the arc. He had eight assists, eight rebounds, two blocks, or one, 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 two steals, one block. A great game from Kevin Durant, especially in that fourth quarter. I think he ended with 16 of his points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But in that fourth quarter, you know, when I was singing that song just then, you are not alone. Kevin Durant was alone. <laughs> Booker had zero points in the fourth, didn't even attempt a shot. Uh, Bradley Beal had five points and Drew Eubanks had four and all the other points were Kevin Durant. That was it. And he played the entire fourth, six of eight from the field in the fourth for 16 points. Uh, yeah, he was doing everything he can to carry us and we just couldn't do it. Absolutely, man. Uh, you, you mentioned it and I'm going to steal this from Tom Leander, who I absolutely love on the broadcast and in the post games and everything. Duncan Durant, man. 
because he was dunking out there. Yeah, he was. Really good feeds throughout the game where he was just slamming it home, kind of reminiscent of old, or should I say younger KD, if you will. Uh, but yeah, did everything he could, man. I mean, you mentioned it, 16 points or whatever in the fourth quarter. Just sort of had that look in his eye, too. Like, I'm going to get us back in the game. That's kind of why I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like, if maybe a couple more things swung our way, maybe that late KD push that he did by himself would have gotten us back in this game. Uh, but he was just absolutely incredible, man. And I know that there's some hardcore KD and, and uh, excuse me, hardcore Mikhail and Cam stands out there, and don't get me wrong, I love them too. The twins are great, but this is exactly why you trade for a guy like Kevin Kevin freaking Durant, NBA All Star starter, by the way. And yeah, Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant was great tonight, but it just wasn't enough, man. That sucks. Well, and the reason why John Tran nails it in the chat, he says the lone yep, leaper. Exactly. He was alone, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, fantastic Durant performance. He can only do so much, yep. and. And that and that's where it falls, you know. Uh, like you said, All Star starter Kevin Durant continues to fortify his case to be an All NBA player this season. Preach. And and I love I love what I saw from him tonight. Five of nine from beyond the arc. I mean, he was just easy money snipering out there. I just felt bad because against a team like the Hawks, who, as I mentioned before, the second worst defense relative to points per game given up in the league, they give up 123 points a game and the Suns just weren't taking advantage of it at the rate they, they should have been. They killed mm-hmm. them in the fast break and I knew yeah. they would. The, the, the Hawks give up, I think the second or third most fast break points. The Suns outscored the Hawks 23 to eight in the fast break, but it just wasn't enough because they couldn't stop them on their end of the floor. They couldn't get it out of their own way by committing yep. turnovers. I do also want to mention a little bit of a Devin Armani Booker. That's player of the month, Devin Armani Booker. All-star Devin Armani Booker. Big Dick Booker. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Booker for being selected to the all-star team. Not a great game for him tonight, in my opinion. He did have 24 points, a quiet 24 points. He had six rebounds. He had four assists. He was 8 of 16 from the field. But as I mentioned, he was nowhere to be found in that fourth yeah. quarter. Zero shots. Taken. He played nine minutes and 28 seconds in the fourth. Zero shots attempted by Devin Booker. What the actual – you can't tell me that the vaunted Atlanta Hawks defense was taking him out of the game. Kind of took himself out of the game in this one. Now, kudos to him, player of the month, third time in his career, fourth time being an all-star, and this might be the first time he's ever actually been selected to the all-star game. Sure and we'll feels play, like it. And will play in the all-star game. Exactly. For those of you who know the Devin Booker story, the first time he was an all-star, he was an injury replacement for Damian Lillard. The second time he was an all-star, he was an injury replacement for Anthony Davis. The third time he was an all-star, he was injured and didn't play in the all-star game. And that's when he was actually selected by the coaches. So this is the year where it's like it's all kind of fallen into place. He is having an all-star-esque season, 28 points, seven-something assists. I mean, it's his best overall season. Not his best overall fourth quarter, Geek. Yeah, there. That that's what's so. I don't. I, I know. I've been using the word frustrated or frustrating a lot tonight. Stephanie's with you in the chat. She's like, yeah, I'm just so I'm frustrated. Just so frustrated. <laughs> that's what's so frustrating, and I guess is is complex. The correct word here about this Phoenix Suns team is we we just talked about it. Kevin Durant did all he could to get us back into the game, and Bradley Beal obviously struggled and everything. Even though he had a double double, you know, with the ten assists and everything, yeah, but like. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Devin Booker had a quiet 24 points 
He did. And we we still lost. Like I, I it just does not make sense. It's funny because I'm all like basketball is so simple and this game is so simple to break down, but like this team is so complex and frustrating at times. It makes zero sense because you, you if you're looking just clear clearly from a box score, you would think the Suns probably won this game, but uh it's weird. And to go along with that, because you know I'm big on stats and everything, mm-hmm. we had 31 assists tonight. Now, granted, they had 29 assists, but the Suns have a really good record when we have 30 assists or more. Yeah. And we lost the game, man. It makes no sense. Yeah. I don't understand basketball. <laughs> <sighs> that's all That's all I got to say. It's the had, turnovers. Yeah, it, it's the turnovers because we outshot them. We shot 53% from the yep. field. They shot 51. Really yep. We shot 37.8% from beyond the arc. Then they shot 386 yeah. and they but they only had three more threes than we had, which I guess if mathematically three more threes equals what? I don't know, I'm bad at math. <laughs> three threes is how many points? Oh, nine. <laughs> and the final score was 129 to 120. Yeah. I think I just figured it out. You know what another thing too? 17 fouls by the Suns. Yeah, it's so, only I don't know how many free throws 13. they made, but you get they, my point. 17 they, fouls. So they were plus nine from beyond the arc, and they were plus two at the free throw line. They were 14 of 18. We were 12 of 14. So I like how I can do math in my head when you're talking, and then when you ask me like an easy math question. Like three times three, Brandon. We're going to get there. (laughs) This, and then this, and then do it one more time. How many fingers am I holding up? That's how many points we lost by. (laughs) Everyone put in the chat, Suns Geek is bad at math. Do it right now. (laughs) Well, I will say that I was hanging out on the subreddit of the opposing team. I was in Atlanta tonight where the players play and they ride on them things like every day. It was kind of quiet. I don't have a lot to report, but I'll tell you what I found. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. That's right. I was there dressed as the Dark Knight. Just wanted, but I had, I still had this Phoenix shirt on. So I probably gave away who I was. I was like, where is she? And they're like, that, what's that Suns fan doing here with the Batman mask on? That makes zero sense, bud. Um, not a lot. Not a lot. I think I have like five comments. One, two, three. I only have four comments. The entire time. Here's what was interesting about this game. I've been on a lot of subreddits. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of derogatory comments about the Phoenix Suns. That's kind of one of the reasons that we go to the subreddit of the opposing team during the game is we want to see what they have to say about the Suns. How are they absorbing this team? What are their frustrations? If you ask me about Trey Young or, or if you ask me about Luka Doncic, I'll give you like a, 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 a long, drawn-out, frustrating, observational uh, rant about how I think he plays and why I'm frustrated with who he is as a basketball player. So when I go over to Atlanta... This is all they did was dog their own team the entire time, Suns Geek. They were Sadiq Bay. They hated him. But here's what they had to say. They said, Devin Booker spending 15 seconds on the shot clock every possession, hunting switches on Trey. When you got Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal waiting on the corner threes is silly basketball. I could coach up some shit better than that. Not wrong. There was one play kind of late in the fourth quarter where they were, I think it was like a fast break and both Katie and Booker were kind of near the corner and it looked clogged. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. spacing, bro. Spacing. Yep, spacing. Shit. The sun's got firepower. And I said, surely we will, you know, oh, we do, but we didn't. Surely we will guard Booker and Beal with Trey 
Patty Mills backcourt. And they did. Uh, and the only other thing that they had, and I thought it was kind of a funny statement, so I put it in there. <laughs> Trey hangs dong. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. kind of a lame one tonight you know normally we get some good stuff in there the atlanta like i said people in atlanta were just dogging their own team they were tearing apart they love bogey they obviously uh bogdan bogdanovich was sniping the suns the entire game ended with 25 or it was 25 or 23 points off the bench he was cooking us that's all i know four seven from beyond the arc former phoenix sun by the way kind of (laughs) kind of yeah kind of drafted by the suns 27th overall 2000 yeah, 2014, he cooked. That's 23 <laughs> points off the bench. DeJounte Murray is the one who shined in the fourth quarter. 22 points, eight rebounds, five total assists in the game. He was great, man. But in that fourth quarter, it was it was all him, man. He had 13 points in that fourth quarter and was just dissecting the Suns. I mean, they, they have firepower. And then that's the thing with Atlanta. They have firepower. They've had firepower, but they don't have defense, and that's been always the run on them. Uh, but tonight, you know, they're – their offense was better than our defense, and our defense or our offense was not better than their defense. Yeah, just one of those nights, man, where just a lot of things swung in their favor. And real quick on Trey Young, I, I think a lot of us know that he should be an all star, especially since Julius Randle has a, a shoulder yeah, he, injury. He will be. Yeah, he yeah will definitely. Be. He definitely reminded the NBA, hey, you should have put me in there originally. But there was one shot, man. I forgot it was, if it was in the fourth quarter where I think KD was guarding Trey Young and he had his hand up and everything. And I think he called over a pick and Booker came over to switch and Trey Young just popped it right in his face. I was like, damn, dude, this guy is an elite shooter. But one thing that might get overlooked is he is a really good playmaker, man. He had what, like 15 assists tonight. Yeah. Trey Young was 15. Yeah. Trey Young was absolutely spectacular. And like I said, uh, I always get their names mixed up, but Bogdanovich or whatever his name is. Yeah. Us. Uh, they also have a guy over there who I'm a big fan of, Jalen Johnson, man, Yeah, who definitely deserves to be in the most improved player category, if not win the whole thing. Just go spend like five minutes and watch some highlights of him. He Dookie. is absolutely awesome, man. He has just been consistent. If he can figure out a way to like make jump shots and hit the three-pointer, man, he'll be a star in this league. He's kind of an underrated rebounder, too. Got good size and everything. Still very young in this league. I would have loved it if the Suns drafted him. Yeah, I'm just yeah. a big fan. I don't know what it is. I'm a big fan of him, man. Well, and with Trey Young, the sneaky thing about him this year is, you know, the knock on him's always been that he can't play defense. Yeah. He's eighth in the league in steals. Like, he's actually added some quickness on in at least that capacity. I feel like he competes out there. He does. And that's kind of one of the reasons, if you are the Hawks right now, you have to make a decision. Do you want to move forward with Trey Young or do you want to move forward with DeJounte Murray? Because yeah. they don't make sense. They made sense tonight against the Suns, oh, but yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on a long enough timeline, they haven't made sense. This is their yeah. 21st win. They're 21 and 29. You look at their net rating when they're on the court together over 6,000 minutes, that it's not good. It's 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 negative. Yeah. So that's why you hear the name DeJounte Murray being shopped and not Trey Young is that's who they're going to continue to try to build around. He's This is what, they, here's the most shocking statistic to me, Suns Geek. Watching the game tonight, they're talking about Trey Young, and they're like, and in his sixth year, I was like, fucking A. Trey Young's been in the league for six years now. Yep. My God, I remember the draft. (laughs) You know, I wanted him in the draft, you know. But of course, that was the year where we had the number one pick. And and the one thing we needed that year, in my opinion, I'm like, we need a point guard. 
and there was Trey Young and Luka Doncic, but we got the number one pick. I'm like, fuck, we're gonna take we're gonna take the center. The one year I didn't want the number one pick. I'm like, yep. give me the, the second or the third. We'll get a point guard. We'll get Luka or we'll get Trey, yep. and we'll be set. You know, because you know ball, because man. we missed you know on ball. the we missed on the previous year because we needed a point guard, and instead we got a, somebody who was playing the same position as TJ Warren and Josh Jackson. I'm yeah. like, dude, De'Aaron Fox is right there, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's right there. But let's get a guy who's a like, where's he going to play? Yep. At that time, that roster construction, TJ Warren was our number th- was our three. Why did we draft a number three? Another three? And I never understood that. And then. Dear father, I'll never forget it, man. One of my good friends, Kenny, told me, and, and he was more of a draft guy than I was. I'm not even close to being a draft guy even now and everything. But he was like Brandon. He was like, I want us to draft De'Aaron Fox. I was yeah. like, who? <laughs> and now oh, I know man. his name. He's another guy that was definitely an all-star sub. Also, shout yeah. out to Demontis Sabonis as well. But yeah, man, that was just one of those, uh, you know, I, the Suns' terrible draft history, man. Yeah, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, another opportunity yep. for a point guard. We just don't draft point guards for some reason, <laughs> even though like this franchise, the back is built on point guards. Yep. I was introduced to Trey Young. I believe they were playing UCLA in the Final Four. Yeah. And Matthew and I were at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and that game was going on on every screen. But Matthew and I were sitting at the bar looking at a corner TV because that's the night that Dem Booker dropped 70 on the Celtics, and we were watching that game. So, like, oh, we watched Darren Fox. I'm like, dude, if that guy comes out in the draft – he went to Kentucky. We need this guy. And of course, Josh Jackson. Anyways, let's hand out the jam star. Jam star of the game. All right, Suns Geek, you're the guest of the show, or maybe I'm the guest on your show. It depends on where people are watching <laughs> this. That's the funny thing about this. Uh, but I'll allow you to tell me who is your jam star of the game tonight? Kevin freaking durant nba all-star starter i don't even care how long he has played for the phoenix suns he's an all-star starter for your phoenix suns let's go katie he did all he could man when i when i seriously say he had that look in his eye he like did he was trying to get us back in the game he legit had it man but again he can't play one on five out there amen no, i completely agree with you it is kevin durant uh again it's kevin durant he he's I, he's been my jam star a lot this year. It's going to be, yeah. I'm tracking them this year. So I'm trying, I want to see, like, I'm going to read them off. At, we do our end of year jammies and that'll be one thing that I'm going to bring up is kind of like who won, how many jam stars and everything. Yeah. But it, it easily was him. So yep. next up for the Suns, they're playing the Wizards on Sunday. As you mentioned, a bad, bad team, a return to Washington for Bradley Beal. So the question I have for you, Suns Geek. Landry Shamit revenge game? Probably. (laughs) I just feel like we might be on (laughs) one of those ends of like, again, we're just, we kind of are in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's sort of like a midday game. Like, I don't know what time it will be in Washington, but it's an early game. Maybe Landry Shamit's pissed and maybe Jordan Poole's like, you know what? I'm going to pretend to be an all-star for a night. Maybe he lights us up. Uh, But you know what? Again, if, if And I feel like I was talking about this last podcast and in past videos. It's like if there's ever kind of a game where we kind of get right, if you will, close out the road trip strong, yes. I believe. I think this is one of our last road trip games. Feels like we've been on the road forever, by the way. This uh, is the last one. against the Wizards because they are terrible. Uh, but they do have a rookie. I'm going to butcher his name here. But, uh, Balai Kalabale or something yeah. like that. He's a stud man. He's in the Rising Stars game this year long athletic and everything so watch out for him but they're, they're pretty terrible man i hope i hope we crush them bro we should again 
And I guess I'll ask you this question. We, if the Suns beat the Wizards and they come home after a seven-game road trip and are four and three on that road trip, is that a positive road trip? Yeah, but this I wish we would have went five and three. Like if We're we would have won this two. game and we won against the Wizards, you know, I would have been like, yeah, solid road trip. But this was, I mean, it's a four and three. Eh. Yeah. I mean, technically it's positive. And I guess I'll take that considering that there's two games that I kind of feel we let slip through our hands, you know, there's yeah, no exactly. moral loss or there's no moral victories in the standings, uh, but coming home would be great. Just knowing that we survived that trip. Cause that's the, that's the longest road trip of the season. Yeah. And it feels so much longer than it really is too. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Now and, I will, I will say this. Yeah. The Suns are seven and three on Sundays. That's their best record relative mm-hmm. to day of the week, seven wow. and three. Surprising. So yeah, I, 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 Remember that because last time we played on a Sunday, we won, and Matthew and I were having that same conversation. It's like, God, we won on a Sunday. It doesn't feel like that happens very often. I looked up the splits. I'm like, oh, it happens. That's our yeah. best day. And that's what it happens to be. I was just really, really quickly going to say, like, because you were asking about the road trip and is it a positive and everything. The way I look at it, man, is we need every single win we can get. Yeah. Not, not that I'm scared we're going to miss the playoffs or anything, but just because the the play, the Western Conference is just so loaded. And like, you know, when we get kind of like in mid-March-ish, early April, teams might kick it up a notch, you know what I mean? Like the standings are wild and we just need every single win when we can get, you know what I mean? Because I can't use the excuse, oh, there's only, there's so much basketball left to be played. Like, dude, we're in February now, you know what I mean? Like, I can't use that excuse anymore. Well, and here's what's interesting, and, and we'll close the show out with this. And I did this last time <laughs> you were on the show, is if you look at the standings in the NBA, you know, the Suns now are six and a half games out of first place. Wow. And we talked about it last time you were on the show. There's essentially three tiers in the NBA. There's the top yeah. four, then the middle four, and then like everybody else. The top four Minnesota Timberwolves are only a half game up now on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they're a game and a half up on both the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's nuts. Isn't that? So that top four is compressing itself. Like, look at the numbers difference, too. Like, that's crazy that it's only that much of a difference. Yeah. So between (laughs) one and four, it's a game and a half difference. And then you go to that second tier, right? You have the Kings, who are a game ahead of the Suns, who are five and a half games out. But their chasm between the the number four seed and number five seed is a four-game chasm. So the, the Kings are currently trailing the Nuggets by four games. The Suns are a game behind the Kings. The Pelicans are half game behind the Suns. The Mavericks are a game and a half behind the Suns. And that's, yeah. your, that's your second four, right? Five, six, seven, eight. Because the Lakers are two games out behind the Mavericks, which means they're you know three and a half, four and a half behind the Suns. So, and they've been playing pretty terrible lately. So Although the Lakers did pull out somehow yeah. in Boston last that night. That was a nice win. I'll give them that. Great white nope went crazy. Yeah on the arc so uh but that's where the standings are are jamsters so the yeah. suns you know the goal in my opinion for the suns is try to get a five seed you know continue to fight and and just don't be in the play in i don't think that they can catch any of that top four because they're so compressed and they're going to be battling each other exactly but if we can get a five or six seed you're going to be okay you know uh you're not necessarily you're not going to end up with any of that good old-fashioned home court advantage unless there's an upset but remember one thing the suns are one of the better road teams in the NBA. Yeah. They are one of the better road teams. They're currently 14 and 10 unfortunately because of this loss, but they are a good uh, a decent road team. So Yeah. So that's where we stand there. Uh 
Jamsters and Geek Squad. Again, we're going to be, uh, we'll see how Matthew's feeling on Sunday, but we'll be coming to you live after the Wizards game on Sunday afternoon. Suns Geek, tell everybody where they can find you if they don't know already. Yeah, if you don't know already, uh, just Suns Geek on YouTube, uh, consistently uploading videos all the time, doing as many live shows as I can, especially around the trade deadline. I'll probably be going live a lot and everything, yes. doing YouTube shorts. I'm also on TikTok as well, Twitter, you know, MySpace, all these links you'll probably find me and everything. And just real quick, one more thing on the standings. I know this sounds like wishful thinking here, but if we can just play consistently and quit turning the ball over and maybe just go on a few more winning streaks before the end of the season and maybe some of those top teams kind of, you know, maybe lose a few games here and there, maybe we can creep back up into the play or the, the standings and everything. You know, it's a, it's a wild season. I just had to get that off my We got a long way to go. 49 yeah, exactly. games yep. played, okay? Exactly. That means there's still 32 to go. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like if we can just maybe a couple more 33. winning streaks consistently and then maybe drop a game here and there. I mean, we want to win every game possible, but you get my point. It's not realistic. Absolutely. Uh, and we just need to find consistency with this team, especially on the defensive end. No more of these losses where I'm saying the Suns should be kicking themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I just had know. to get that out. But, yeah, just you know, you search Suns Geek and you'll find me. And uh, John, seriously, man, I, I really appreciate doing these shows with both you and Matthew. Thank you guys for allowing me to put this on my platform as well. I know it helps both of our channels. And, uh, you know, if, you are, if you're a Suns Geeketeer, go subscribe right now to the Suns Jam Session podcast. Go do it. Appreciate you, Suns Geek, as per usual. Uh, you can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read all of my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And on behalf of both of us, just a friendly reminder. Go home. Love your family. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.